The healer doesn't go around telling people that they are healers, they just are. The witch doesn't hop over the hedge to prove she's a witch, she just is. The medicine man doesn't explain why his medicine cures, it just does. The shaman doesn't claim to connect heaven and earth, it just happens. The way you alchemize a soulless world into a sacred world is to treat everyone as if they are sacred, until the sacred in them remembers. As each new person awakens, the timeline changes and an alternate reality becomes our current reality. I show you that I love you. You show that love to another. An act of kindness by me is an act of kindness from you to another. The power to change our realities one by one will change what the reality of this world is. Testing, uh, are we on? And four, three, two, Thank God that my brother kept the flashlight. Need a guy that's through the dark. I know sad times. I know good hearts. You is bad mind. Everything is archived. I can never be stopped. Can't get through to me. You see that you're being blocked. No mercy. Good afternoon and welcome. This is Spirit Animal. My name is the real George of the Jungle or George. Today I do want to welcome the one and only JTK Reptile, Brian Cho. Um, he will be in here today explaining a little bit of his spirituality, his uh, road through success, and his road to on the ongoing, ever-evolving success. So please, for without further ado, we will welcome here Brian Cho. What up, guys? What's good, brother. How's it going, brother? Good, good, good. How are you guys doing today? We're good, brother. We're just settling in. The wife just left here a couple minutes ago. There was an incident with the family, so she's at urgent care right now. Um, other than that, man, what about yourself? Hey, I'm blessed every day. Hey, man. Better than nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. It's better trying than none. Exactly. And if we fail, then continue and continue. Hey, it means uh, you didn't do it right. You have to redo it again. Exactly. So finding that better construct the next time. Yes. That makes sense, brother. Definitely makes sense. Brother, so before we actually start the show I, and ask you any further questions in regards to our interview today, um, I did want to go ahead and tell you a small conversation into how we actually met or how we became to be um, into contact. So yep. initially, one of my first loves would be the rhinoceros iguana. Um, the first purchase that I ever had or the first aspiration that I ever had was here and actually in Tucson. Um, I had a teacher who got me interested into these animals. And before I, I actually purchased this animal, um, I was always working with this man going back and forth and, and cleaning these animals. So I, I, I liked the, the whole rhythm of how it was and how the movement was. So I, I did my research and then I hit you up. You know, we, we set up a payment plan and eventually I got my little baby, Neil. The, Female iguana. I think it's just a little baby now. It's, I think the last she, time I was it, she's big. Or, yeah, she is. She's she's still my little baby. But. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true though. Every time it's like they never grow. No, definitely. Never stop growing. Never stop growing. And and every day she surprises me. You know, I don't know if she's going through that that growth spurt right now or she's a little bit tenacious, but she kind of like tends to nip at certain parts of my body, like just, I don't know if it's out of experience, but it's not a hard bite. She's kind of like licking and then a nibble, you know? Yeah, that's the, that's how they are. They all, excuse me, that's how, like, they love to try to like try you, nibble on you to say like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're, they're very wild, man. I, it's it's uh, it's a blessing to actually work with them. You know, thank you very much. So that, that was the, the connection that we had. I hit you up, I think we, 
I started a group and then we, we evolved to Reptile Mafia and did that, the whole Facebook group um, for, for, you know, freedom of speech or whatever. But um, it, it was a, a nice start. Uh, we did kick it off. I, I hit you once in a while for other things and we set up for possible payment plans and it was great, you know, so it, hey, that's, that's, I love the relationship. That's how it goes, especially on Reptiles. If you don't work with it, then it's not you. It's, it's kind of like I look at it like, Especially I'm in Long Beach, Long Beach, mm -hmm. California. I have to make that payment plans. I have to make that work. <laughs> Absolutely. It makes sense, brother. And I appreciate it. I think we were supposed to meet at one point in time as well in, in uh, that uh, Del Mar uh, reptile. Sure, yeah. Yeah. So I left and then I hit you up. I'm like, hey, let me go to your shop. But you weren't there. So things just didn't align at that time. Yeah, because you went on a Saturday. I believe then I went on a Sunday. I went Friday in the morning, which it was horrible. There was nobody there, so I, I just left. And and then the second day on Saturday, I went for a little bit in the in the morning and then again in the afternoon. And then Sunday I left. Oh then yeah, probably we I, I think I believe we're at the reptile show in Del Mar. Del Mar, yeah. 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 But we didn't meet there. We haven't met in person to person. Yeah, we chat, we message each other, but hey, not in person yet. But hey, one day. One day, man. One day. Let's keep let's keep it moving, though. Um, so the first question, bro, that, that comes to mind is your routine. Um, what is your routine on a daily basis? What are your spiritual practices that you do? Meaning that if you have any religion or any practice, uh, besides explaining the actual religion first, is there any uh, process that you do when you wake up? Do you just brush your teeth or do you do anything in specific? The little knit and pick things, the things that you pretty much just tell yourself. Uh, my routine is like if, if people knows me, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I had to have my coffee. I brush my teeth, then get my coffee. After that goes on, start working on the reptile at home. Uh, clean some cages, feed some animal, play with some animal. Then when about around 10, that's the time I'm rinsing myself to go to the shop, to open the shop. Then continue again here, get more coffee. <laughs> start uh, opening up the store, start cleaning out here and there, checking every single cages. Literally every morning once I get here, that's the first thing I always do is making sure that I check, I look every single cages because accident could happen at any moment. So that would be a technique that you would incorporate on a daily that you think that got you for to success, everybody, right? I think that's for everybody is doing it. If you're not doing it, then it's not for you because you have to check out. It's just like your kids. You have to check up on your kids every time. And that's what Absolutely. I do every time. Definitely. So besides the, the technical things, and I understand those are part of who we are and that makes our spirituality. And we, we all fall into that category, obviously, to, to be here. Um, but essentially, brother, what are the little things that you think, you know, do you light a cigarette and dedicate that to somebody? Or do you have any sense of like religion made type of tactic that you use? Not the religion in specific that you utilize, but what is uh, it that you do? Actually, like to just calm me down, mellow me down, I'll drink coffee. Like after, I'll, I'll, for example, I opened the shop already. I still have like that 30 minutes gap that literally we open because we open at 11. 
I still have that 30 minutes gap that, oh, what should I do? I'll go outside, grab my coffee, smoke a cigarette, think, what's my plan for today? My, what's my plan for tomorrow? And I think all the time. I don't stop thinking. <laughs> Not stop thinking. <laughs> so in, in regards to like the, the, the religion portion, I understand the coffee is, is a great important thing that you do incorporate on a daily basis, whether it's Sunday or Monday. Um, what is it that you do? And, and pardon to be a little bit direct, but what is it that you do to enlighten your spirit? Do you meditate? Do you do any type of uh, spiritual tactic? Uh, not really. I don't really do meditate, but I do a lot of exercise because I exercise. Yeah, I have to kind of like here and there. I'll do even though in the shop, if like if we don't have any customer, I'll do like fifteen push up here. Then. There's no customer again, another 15 push-up again. Then no customer again, 15 push-up. Because that's the only way I can keep up with my animal. To kind of like just physically, I'll say kind of that helped me out. Mentally, that's kind of like focus on my something that I have to work on. On a spiritually, I'll say I believe on God. I don't go to any church, to any group, or anything like that. I believe awesome. the fact that this is proven fact that God has existed on me. It's just I don't really show it. Yep, yep. It makes sense. You know, it, it is uh, something that that a lot of people adapt or figure out throughout their life, and sometimes it does take a, quite a bit of time, maybe yeah. until the last second of death. But there is a light folk that, you know, like yourself, that are aware of that situation. Um, so, brother, the second question that I have for you, um, if you did or if you are currently, like you said, you practice a religion. Uh, you said you believe in God. Is there a particular religion that you used to in the past follow or you still to this day follow? Uh, pretty much we, I grew up as a Catholic since day one. And then I believe on Buddhist because it's proven fact that my background is part Buddhist and the other side of my family is Catholic. I I'm free on everything. I can go to any church to any belief. I listen. It's just up to me to absorb it. If it's right for me, then I'll absorb it. If it's not, means the next one. <laughs> Definitely, but would you uh, consider that moment a point where you take little things from it and still continue to practice it? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I go to kind of to Christian, Catholic, Buddhist. I can go anywhere, but I I I just don't like to get pushed. When there are some people, you know, they're pushing like, oh, you have to go this, go. This. I don't do that. Once you tell me that you have to tell me that i have to go means it's not me i want to go my own way not your own way that's how i believe as long i remember that there's a god there's creator there's people out there not really people but it's god out there that we can kind of not ask for help but i'll say kind of like a savior Mentally, physically, that's how I look at it. It's beautiful, man. 
Yeah, that's it's a good way to look at it. And I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Um, I personally, myself, and I find a little bit of alignment there. Um, I, I was raised Catholic, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because of the events that I've experienced and, and my previous thoughts. Um, that is my opinion. That's not to put it on you or anybody else. So um, what I feel in, in regards to to the actual uh, uh, conversation with, with uh, God is I don't have to go to a particular building or to follow a particular practice. But like you, I, I feel like it's inside of me and, and I can reciprocate that by actually expressing that to my following or to my actual lovers or anybody in my life, you know, whether it be family or friends. If they can see the reciprocity in myself, then obviously it would happen to themselves as well. So it's not something that I, like you, I don't instill into them or tell them, hey, you got to do this today or if you don't, you're going to go to hell. No, I, I don't believe in Cinderella. Yeah, I, I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's if, an either end, and that if you tell me like, hey, you have to go to church, or else you're gonna go to hell. I feel like, hey, I'll see you. <laughs> but I didn't say, but I said, I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> you know, and, and we can't say towards the end because everybody has their own belief, and and, yeah. and I totally respect that view, and everybody who allows to to enter whatever they allow. Uh, but everybody has their view, like, and, like yeah. I said. But. So how do you incorporate, like you kind of uh, ticked off on this a little bit, but it's a, it's a little bit of more of a bland question. How do you incorporate uh, your business and your spiritual life balance? Meaning if it's with your wife or with friends, um, do you set up certain days or certain uh, blocked out hours where you meet up with somebody in practice something or you converse with somebody to have just a common conversation whether if it's a phone call with the homies at night or if it's something that you do with your wife what would you consider it to be as it is incorporated with your business actually because all all my friends they know who i am they know what i am about if i work i work i'm the only store that literally open seven days a week then to nine, oh, 11 to 9 every single day. If they want to talk to me, if you want to see me, come through. If you want to hang out and chill, we'll figure out of the day. If it works for me, it works for you. We go eat, we watch movie or whatever. But usually, I'm always, because I see this place as like my home, my life. Of course. Like, Without me, somebody will suffer. Without them, I will suffer. I don't look Dude. at the shop as like, oh, it's a business. I look at my shop, it's as uh, overgrown population or uh, <laughs> ordering. <laughs> so you're the that's depot why, for, you're Walmart for, for the hoarders, right? Yeah, and that's why... I a lot of my friends they just show up here. They say like, "Hey, Brian, I'm coming through." I say like, "Hey, you're just making sure you bring food. <laughs> <laughs> just bring the grub, you know. I'll be here with the weed bring or food whatever. Or bring coffee. That's every time. If oh, coffee. My friends, they're gonna know. Oh, that's Brian. Well, what what we bringing? It's either coffee or food. <laughs> so that being that said, brother, like you you are an open sanctuary to what are the reptile community or the self the growing reptile community so 
how do you see that playing into your business as an organism? Do you see that it's it's conductive to greater business without you slashing it into half and saying business? I understand that people have a different concept of business and saying this is uh, a little bit sadistic, but I understand that without that business, you wouldn't have where you're at right now, right? So yes. JTK wouldn't be JTK. Yes. So how do you incorporate that love, that affection, or that world that you've created into your own balance being with the animals? Like, is it something that you just come in and you just start taking animals out? Or is it something uh, that you... Usually I do is for, for example, my in, my Instagram, my TikTok, my Facebook, or any platform social media I am in is... If I'm working on something animal, I always have my phone in my right side. Or it's, if it's not in my hand, it's in my pocket. Once I'm playing with my animal, quick video, show what I'm working with, show them that I, how I'm working with and how I do it. I, I tell everybody, especially I used to do a lot of live video back then. And now it kind of eliminate me to a lot of... Uh, I'll say we did a lot of TV show. We have a lot of commercial that we did. That's what eliminated me doing a lot of live videos. But before, if I'm not doing anything, I'll do. I'll put my phone, put on live, show them what I'm doing. If you have any question, ask me a question. If you don't have question, keep watching. If you don't like what you're seeing, one click away. Definitely. Definitely. So you're saying that everything just pretty much happens organically from the gecko. When you are up to the to the moment where you're touching the animal, you're like, oh shit, like time to post a TikTok. That's yep. the process of thinking. That's sick, man. And see that that's very hard for me to actually do because I don't I, I would say I have some type of ADHD, some type of uh, fucked up head problem <laughs> where I, I'm just like doing something and I'm cleaning the enclosure and then I go get the cocoa block. I'll be back for a couple seconds and then I'm like, oh shit, what was I going to do? Like, I don't know. It's that I'm fucking high that time. You're but. not the only one. It does happen to me too when, especially when I'm kind of like doing live, right? I'm just talking and talking. And next thing you know, what the hell I'm doing? Like, <laughs> I'm doing something or forgot something, but hey, I'm doing this now. <laughs> it yeah, happened. Man. It happens. So it's it's great that it's organic. I think I, I love that about you, brother, because it's something that I seem to to strive to be. Because uh, that tendency, as well, to me, is like a restriction. I was very anal before a couple of years passed, and throughout the show, looks like, uh, but I couldn't concentrate on one certain thing, and to the point, I might not be able to concentrate on a certain thing. So. Seeing that in yourself, like it, it's an inspiration to be, but now that I block shit off and I'm like, okay, so this is the time for me to clean my animals because before I had a flipped on schedule where I had to work at a certain time, drop off my kids in the morning, come back and clean my animals. So what I did is I, I said, forget it. I'm going to wake up my ass at fucking four, three o'clock in the morning. We're going to start fresh while these kids are sleeping and then we'll just incorporate that into the system. Yeah. You know, and it finds something kind of like a balance. You have to find that happiness, what you do. In the same time, you know there's a bad situation in the end. Say, if I wake up early, why waste my time? Do something mm -hmm. productivity. Then after that, then now I can drop off my kids. I can eat breakfast, sit down in a table, or do whatever. But it's just like I said, it's a balance that what you do. Definitely not. Whatever you want to do now, 
you want to make it sure you don't have to do it later. Hey, that that's something that's so hard engraving people heads, man. And myself, man, it's very hard. <laughs> hey, it, sometimes they happen to me too. Sometimes I'll tell like, oh, I'm cleaning this, and next thing you're not know, like, what I'm doing. But anyway, I'm gonna start on this. I I always jump pages to cages. <laughs> sometimes I'm cleaning, and next thing you know, I end up eating. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you get it done towards the end of time, you know. At the, the afternoon yeah. we're done you know it's good like by that time we're we're either okay. prepping for next day or prepping that time it, it, and like being in here no matter what you do like for me i see like oh i just take video raw i might just do kind of like a background song i use a lot of TikTok song a lot of uh real song i use that as a background because the background noise in here is you're going to hear a bunch of crickets nonstop. <laughs> That's every time. And sometimes people don't realize that, that I have a lot of animal and I choose to have a lot of animal because I want them. Exactly. It, and it's not. Yeah. It keeps me happy. It's not and it's not something. Oh, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you get it. Uh, it's not because the fact that, oh, I want new things, I want new things. No, I want that thing because I want it to make me happy. That's what makes me happy. It's not because I want to make everybody happy, I'll get it. No. If I don't want it, I don't want it. If that's what makes you happy, hey, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> Man. This guy has literally everything. And what I mean by everything, he probably has what you have lizards. Do you have monkeys in there too, bro? I wish I could. But... <laughs> <laughs> I think Man. in California, we're not allowed to have any monkeys. But as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, depending on what you keep, this guy can have. He has what rhinos, Asian water monitors. Tell him the list, brother. What what is it that you keep? Shit. Uh, just in front of me, I have a reticulated python. I got a Burmese python. I got Tristis Tristis, a yellow tree monitor. I have Mexican bearded the Rio Puertas. I got lace monitor. I have Sambawa monitor. Javan, I have uh, Alvarezai, uh, I got a Tegu, I got a Black Mangrove, I got a Rhino, I got Croc Monitor, I got a lot. I got Chameleon from Panther Chameleon, Build Chameleon, uh, Millerai, Black Throat, Black Dragon, I got a lot. It sounds like a lot, brother. So those are the animals that you currently breed or something that you wanted all the time. And then eventually it just became part of you, right? Yes. I started since like I was about 20, 20 some. Like even though back then, even though I'm young, I I catch bug in the backyard. I grab literally a lot of people that are like, oh, oh, cockroach. I'll grab the cockroach. I'll throw it outside. And they said, like, you're disgusting. I said, like, 
it will be worse if I just thump on it. <laughs> I just grabbed it and toss it outside. Toss it out. Yeah, man. That's, that's insane. Well, I'm going to cut you a little bit short there, brother. I'm going to go ahead and add some comments here to give thanks to the people that are showing up here. And to start here with, with uh, Gerson, man, um, what up, brother? Uh, how's it going? Thank you for showing up. As well, uh, Bosa Balls, brother. Appreciate you showing up, man. Hey, thank you. Bosa Balls. Hey. There we go, brother. So those are the comments that we have for right now. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on to the next question. What we have right here, man, is I want to know what was a point in your life that uh, switched a, a mark point? Or, or what would you consider a point of your life where, it, where you started your business, but you weren't quite sure if this was the process that was going to happen or if you had to find something else? Or did you always know that reptiles were the thing? Reptile is always my passion. I'm always close to the animal. If it's not my dogs, my, my reptiles. If it's not my reptile, my dogs. <laughs> Since day one, but my background, uh, I'm a district manager for cell phone company. We, I, we as a group, we started T-Mobile. Uh, we we used to work at Singular, AT&T, Pacific Bell, AirTouch, all cell phone company. I'm I'm like onto sales. But okay. if I'm not working for somebody, I'm working for myself. That's the time that I'm start collecting like bugs here, frogs, spiders. Uh, then back on, I'll say 16 years ago, that's why I get kind of get crazy. I become a <laughs> reptile hoarder. <laughs> And what was that point, that, that catalyst, that little memory that you remember, whether if it was a big hit or if just an expansion happened or you got your business, what was that six-year mark? Because there's something that's triggering your head and you're like, oh, shit, I, I know this was the day. I'll say 10 years ago. 10 years and what ago. was that memory, brother? Um when somebody like one of my friends he have a, a reptile shop that he's closing it down and he told me like hey brian i know you want to buy a lot of cages i'm closing my store down i said like why where are i gonna go for my reptile needs <laughs> i need rats i need bugs i need mice i need pigs i need rabbits just to feed my animal i said we're gonna get that now then he said like you can take over from that point i said like that's i didn't even open right away after i collected all his cages after i collected like literally the whole store i bought everything in the store i bought like from display, from shelving, from cages, from light bulb that I said in case that my light bulb blew out, I got spare. Uh, <laughs> like literally every single thing. I cleaned the whole shop. That's sick, bro. I bought the whole shop at that point. 
And that's the point that I said, like, if I'm not going to do anything about it, then I'm going to be still stuck in here. Just kind of like not expanding because my garage is literally overcrowded. I got two car garage that like some of my friends goes to my house and like, hey, we're going to feed the animal. We're going to we're going to feed the snake, bro. That's like the hype for us back then and then september 14 september i think it's february 14 or september 14 it's either those two i sign a contract uh i did kind of like a small animal that I show it to the movies. Then I use some of that and I start breeding rats already back then that I always sell it to the shop. Oh yeah, that's September. Yeah, September 14 is the day that I open my shop. Like wow. full blown out. I get calls from some of the store telling me like oh did you open a store i said like yeah oh you didn't tell me i said do i have to ask permission <laughs> <laughs> and that person will remember that question and that answer yeah <laughs> so at that point before you purchased your store um you were already keeping the animals and and, and uh producing yourself yeah. or until you purchased your your house no, uh, I before I opened my store, I'm already producing crested gecko, gargoyle gecko, lichianis. Uh, I have a couple of satanic that I paid that I I paid for, and I keep trying to breed it at that time, but it's too hot in the garage, especially in the summer. Didn't do well. Uh, my Burmese blew out like woo. That's my first first like money comes in from my my female Burmese. Oh, my male first and my female. Those are the ones that start going, going, going nonstop. I said, like, it's time. Yeah, man. And I haven't produced my Burmese, but like like itself, man, I'm a, I'm a flipper or, or I purchase and I sell a lot of animals here in the state of Arizona. And sadly to say, or good to say, Burmese are a top hit, man. There's always people looking for Burmese pythons. And yeah, it's like my big, big, my first, first big one is Burmese. Oh, wow. First big giant snake. That's sick. That's sick. Uh, my, my first big snake was a boa constrictor. Um, I don't know if you put it into that category, but it can get up to 10 feet, you know, some of them 12. Yeah. But, Mine, she just eating, especially like me and my friends will just hang out in the house on a, in a driveway or in a garage. Next thing you know, we're holding either a rabbit or a pig. I don't know how it happened, but we're holding a rabbit or a pig. Which one she's gonna, he's gonna take. And it just, it just become crazy. It does, man. It becomes something that it's more organic to you on a daily basis because it's like i have to touch this this animal on a daily you know yeah. and it, it it becomes like like you said your kids it's hard to to let leeway from what 
what is love, you know, because it's true love what you feel. If you really love an animal and you're taking care of it to the up tip top, it's because you're showing that love. If you don't do things out of without love, you know, if you, there's no love there, then what's the point of you doing that action? It's just fake at that point. Yeah. And that's what I tell everybody once it's mine, for example, like him, I got people offer so much money that I said, no, he's wow. not. It's not because it's, it's it's your baby, you know, and it's like that that's who made you I, or who certainly longer than me or taller than me. Body weight, I'm heavier, but he's getting come close to me. That's that's a good love right there. That's Brother, true. you you strike the uh, a question. Um, you said that you left the breeding of rats, and, and I've heard a lot of, of conversation in, in, in uh, wanting to start a rat uh, run and having to produce that. I hear a lot of the, like the voices in my back saying, you know, you you should do it because it, that's that's where it's you're gonna, you know, if you breed uh, rats, you're you're a true reptile keeper, and I hear that a lot. But sometimes I think in my head, I'm like, it takes a lot of work. And I honestly fucking hate rats. Like I love my snakes, but I, I love animals, but fucking rats, bro. It's like, if somebody has a phobia of a, of a tarantula, to me, it's just the stink, the, 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 the way the animal is, you know, and I've kept chinchillas and, and no. other rodents. If you pay attention, you spend, say you spend, say a thousand dollars on one of the most expensive snake, right? So you can think of whatever snake, say IMG. They're like about 3500 right now. IMG Bowl. Yeah. You know that you're spending more money on food than buying the animal. Yeah, bro. You are. Because honestly, what is the progress of years? How many years is going to be multiplied by what it is? So it does make sense. Like that's the road to go. You're one snake eating one rat from... From the small baby eating on pinky rat up to uh, jumbo rats, multiple jumbo rats. You spend more money buying rats than buying your animal. Definitely. Absolutely. That's, that's true. That's true. And it makes sense. It makes sense because. Yeah, that's just because I start a lot of uh, my business started from rats. I produce my own rats. I sold a lot of rats. Um, I don't want to name, but one of the big name out there, they got a big store. I provide rats from them. And whatever I want back then is like, say, I'll sell $2,000 of rats. Guess what? I got 2000 to spend on reptiles. <laughs> So you're that guy, that guy that we talk about, and and, and they're like, don't mention the name, right? <laughs> the, the big P. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sell rats from them from 2000, 3000, 4000. One time, it, it asked me like, bro, you have this, 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 this. It, I calculated it, included the rat food, comes out to like about 6000. I delivered that rat, I delivered that rat food. Now I got six thousand dollars to spend on my reptile, <laughs> and the addiction grows, man. I, w I wish I would have thought about that. I've had people in my family told me, you know, chickens is the way, bro. Like 
eggs are gonna get expensive and look at this shit now bro look at this shit <laughs> man in one tray of egg i usually get it for like seven eight dollar nine dollar i saw it 17.99 one tray 17.99 i said like what the hell that egg have gold <laughs> that's like a dozen of tamales bro <laughs> for real bro <laughs> it's just like the same thing rat no matter what you have unless if you have a gecko but some geckos still eat rat like lichianas to gain their weight back after the female dropping eggs you want to give them some pure protein give them a pinky rat a toke gecko will eat pinky rat or baby mice anything because from from having just think about it, how many people out there right now at this second breeding ball python <laughs> it's insane bro it's insane and i remember when i first hit you up you're, you're getting me to that second there you hit me up i hit you up and i was like bro i need to blow the fuck up i don't know how we're gonna do it either we're gonna do lives or whatever and you send me a picture of a leechy on it and I, I never purchased it, but you're like making me think now, like, okay, he's onto something there. <laughs> like, no matter what, breeding rat, yes, it's nasty, yes, it's disgusting, but some people buy rat as a pet. They're smart. I have a lot of people that go to my shop and they're like, hey, do you want to sell me a small rat? I said, like, uh, a Peter rat? No, I said, like, I'm selling it to you as a Peter. I, I don't care what you do. That's your time. That's your option. <laughs> you want to make a bed, you want to use them to fucking rob a bank, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you talked to the people that were on Wanted, that movie with uh, uh, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> so you were the one who produced all those rats, huh? <laughs> hey, some of my rat is in a TV. <laughs> oh, so we are leading there. <laughs> yep. That's crazy, brother. That's crazy. That's that's some cool shit. You know, it's 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 good to open the eyes, man, because a lot of people are skeptic coming into the hobby and as you've experienced, you know, we get ripped off, we get scammed either by buyers on Morph Market, Fauna, Snake, it, King Snake. That, and it hurts. Sir, yeah, I that is fun, but the Karen's on the hobby, that's different. Like we get scammed, we move on. We get uh, somebody gets stolen animal, we move on. Eventually we move on. But I'll, I'll give you this better example. Last night before I head to bed, right? I'm having fun. I got my, I, I finished my drinking my coffee and my cigarette. I'm about to head to the shower. Because my routine is coffee, cigarette, toilet number two then jump in a the shower, then head to the bed, right? This guy said he boo-booing. <laughs> Straight up. I got two Karens went to my page and called me exactly. I'm a, I'm an animal abuser. That, I take that personally because I love animals. Doesn't matter yeah. what kind of animal it is. Doesn't matter if it's a bug. I, I will capture 
a red, you know, the regular roaches. I will grab it in my hand, not killing it, and I will toss it outside. Ugh. Like doobie roaches, I can touch, but those house roaches, bro, I, I just get the jitties with that shit. It's like I always gross. look at <laughs> if I won't eat it, I won't kill it. <laughs> you know, I've eaten crickets, I've eaten roaches, I've eaten that stuff, and it's not roaches, crickets, and and uh, the seared um, what are the other ones? Shrimp, the seared shrimp stuff like that like i've eaten that stuff the locust and all that but other than that brother like it's it's like something that i feel like it, it gives me a, a type of creep no but is the fact that the person because i bet it i think you've seen it the time that i posted him eating pig oh yeah first karen said like you're disgusting you killer you're animal clor uh, cruelty uh, cruelty you should go to hell, devil, F you, devil, something, something like that. I said, like, what the hell? What the hell are you talking about? Why are you, pe why are you feeding dogs or puppies? I said, like, dogs, puppies. Where did you get that? I said, how? Oh, my God. Got so many messages. I said, like, where did you see that? Oh, that big lizard eating dogs. You know, and those are the assumptions that follow. And, and a lot of the followings now, it's like you see it on the Internet. And it has to have some type of truth. Everybody tries to put up some type of truth to either make a big story or some type of benefit to make their ego large. And that's all there are be there's, behind, brother. There are. That's the thing is there's two women that then got nothing to do in their life. Rather than go to my page, accuse me for something that I didn't do. And a lot of people in there that. Oh, Brian is a smuggler. Brian is this. Brian is that. I smuggled. Yes, I admit it. I smuggled a reptile that I love. And you're welcome, guys. <laughs> I took it. And last time I checked, too. Nobody's next to me in the jail cell. <laughs> Brother, and those are the voices that kind of it makes you laugh. You know, when you're when you're small, like when I first started, dog, like I had 68 following, and and it was so minimal. But like we, you really have to have thick skin for this fucking shit. Whether it's any type of industry, whether it's photography, whether it's reptiles or anything whatsoever, you have to have fucking thick skin. Yeah, is but that's the thing that I. I can, hey, you can call me ugly. You can call me bucked. You can call me anything what you see right here. <laughs> but you cannot call me an animal abuser. Definitely, brother, because it, it reaches a place in us like I've, I've invested so much in love and attention to this animal. And it's like, you're betraying me. You're telling me that I'm yeah, a fucking loser because I, I treat my animal this way. Do your own well, research, bro. That's why if you guys look at it in my Facebook, in the comment, I like I went all out on her. <laughs> I'm sorry to that chick, that old lady. I went all out on her. I I called her Miss Piggy. So so that's the venue of spirituality that I was trying to get to. So you have some venue which is the haters. You know, like leave me the fuck alone. Like that's that venue for Brian. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real. It's just the fact that like. I do this for the fun of me. 
it's my my own enjoyment. I don't have to show mm-hmm. it to the public, but I'm nice enough to say like, hey, if I can experience, I want you to experience. At least you can watch it. I will take the bad side, the good side, every side, at least for you to see it. But for people to judge me, that's different. It is different because that's sensing a different perspective. You know, that's that's putting themselves in shoes that they don't belong into. You know, that's kind of like the feeling that I get. No, I I like I I feel sorry to that lady. I went all out on her. Too no, late. They, they deserve it to an extent. They deserve it. <laughs> no, because I even screenshot when he's eating the the the, the baby pig. And I don't live, uh, I don't feed live. I feed frozen, thought it out, give it to him. She said, like, why are you feeding puppies? <laughs> I screenshot that foot. I said, like, I don't think uh, uh, a pig's foot and puppy's foot is don't look the same. I went all, I went mayhem on her ass, like, like, like she stabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad you released your anger, bro, and now you're good and settled. And Hell yeah. Life, you know? So it's like that is your venue. You know, that's your rage house. But it's fine, brother. Everybody has, whether it's good or bad, like like uh, I like to say, brother, it's a yin-yang. You know, you got to mix everything in. If you don't, shit comes to falling. If you yeah. favor being happy all the fucking time, it's not about being happy, bro. It's about balancing that shit out. Or if vice versa, you always sad yeah. all the time. You have to have some little bit of mad happy to balance it because you cannot no perfection i wish they do but there's no perfection you know next time you we we gotta feed those baby bears or that that shit we found on the mountain you know so that way they can be more concise (laughs) i I got so many fucking haters bro you ain't got no clue (laughs) you know but you want haters brother that's the thing if you don't got haters it means you're doing something wrong yep Brother, the next thing that I wanted to ask you, oh shit, my earbud just fell off. Give me one second. Brother, did you cut off? I'm sorry, my earbud fell out. No, so no. The next question. Go ahead. The next, the next question I wanted to ask you was about your aspirations as a child. So the question that I want to ask you as a child is because I have some type of perspective in life that means that I base everything off of my experience, not my past experiences, but I feel like in my childhood, I had a lot of trauma, so that's where I healed. So all of the shit that happened in the past, I went back to as a child, and it helped me heal. So that is the question why I asked, as a child, what was your dream? Whether if it's to become a firefighter, become a, I don't know, whatever you had in your head before you knew reptiles was the thing. Uh, what was your dream? Child, I, I'm gonna be honest, I wanna be a pilot or a Navy SEAL. Oh shit. Those two. Why? Growing up, always thinking about it back then is it's a pretty much it's a big lie. I always thought that my dad is doing this big thing in a plane. He's gonna be navy. You know, when you child, they they tell me stories that oh that's my dad, that's my dad. Of course, I feel like shit. I want to do that. I want to fly a plane. <laughs> I want to like, I want to be a, like, protect people. Navy SEAL, I'm the person in line. 
plane, flying, uh, flying plane is either I'm dropping bomb or I'm dropping myself. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what I want to be before. I want to be, I want to fly a plane. So you say I want, is there still some type of aspiration to it? Like you would be down to do it? Yes. Let's make that shit happen, bro. Like actually speaking into existence, you know, that'd be fucking sick. I, I, I in the sky would <laughs> buy a plane, <laughs> but they're expensive. <laughs> you should do it, brother. You know, it's, it's, you want to make it reality. That's, that's my motto. Hey, earlier I found this, uh, island that the only way you can get home to that island if you buy that island is either a boat or a plane i thought about it shit man that reminds me of a movie we were watching last night it was called the menu it's about this island where people go out there and they go eat and they end up getting all killed because they were just rich and famous and they were just all pricks so the oh, chef this island is is in what is that I saw it in uh, Instagram. I'm just crawling, thinking what what to post, listen, trying to listen to music, and it just stopped. Island for sale, 475k. Oh shit! <laughs> That's the value on an island. It's a small island of a five acre. This is uh, Guadalajara, something like that island oh, Jalisco. there's one island somewhere towards uh i guess towards cabos or mexico that there's one island for sale there's a house in there the house comes with three bedroom two bed full bed five acre but only two two things you either Ride a boat to get home, ride a plane to get home. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun, bro. I said, like, hey, if I buy it now and there's no more excuse to fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. We need a landing pad. <laughs> hey, one day I'll get there. You're going to, man. Just like I said, speak it into existence. Yeah. And since you said that, brother, about your, um, about your dad, him him being a uh, and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like he might be an idol to you or do you have a idol maybe whether if it's an animal or a person uh my grandpa my grandpa really pretty much raised me i look at him as my dad because i never seen my dad i met my dad when i was 17. and my mom or my sisters my siblings Will tell me oh yeah dad used to do this with you used to do this with you i said like i don't remember never if i go camping it's my grandpa if i go shooting for like go hunting my grandpa catching wild cats my grandpa with my brother uh going jumping in a freaking highest waterfall my grandpa getting drowned my grandpa <laughs> everything <laughs> my grandpa <laughs> that's why so, i kind of call my grandpa dad in the same time because he is the father figure to me and he i love that guy the dad it makes I, sense brother 
he's like I seen myself back then seeing my friends catching football with their dad and I question myself what did I do not to deserve that Those are feelings that I think uh, that I, I can mirror. I'm not saying that your experience is at a higher level, but my father, he was always working and my grandfather was the father figure. My mother was never there. Um, so it was just like the grandfather figure was there all the time. It might be that that's why we have some type of connection with energy. That it's that grandpa energy, you know, it's like they type of, their, their type of experiences or life is just the same. My grandpa, my grandpa can cook, bro. No shit. So we got to cook you. Did, did you <laughs> get that from him too? Yeah, put it this way. His day job is taking a bullet. That's his day job. Taking a bullet to make it sure that person don't get hit. Oh shit. After he get home, he's making that home cooked meal for us. That's sick, brother. Yeah, my grandpa, he's about 6263. Oh, 200 and 250 260 pound fully muscled muscular that's why if my mom if i did something stupid shit that i could <laughs> i'm not supposed to be doing my mom will tell me like i'm gonna tell your grandpa oh shit <laughs> i will fucking hide <laughs> my grandpa is not the guy that to fuck with he loves me, but hey, he will put me to straight. <laughs> Walk straight. Man. That's, that's a resemblance, brother. I did rod iron as a kid. So since I was nine years old, he taught me to weld. If I was being bad, he was making me cut shit up, grind, clean metals. It oh. would just work for me. Like the hustle was there since I was yeah, like 12. I think all, like all the, the grandpa back then is kind of like everybody's kind of like role model. Because your dad is not always around, especially my dad. Oh, uh, man. Oh, it's one word that my grandpa that got stuck with me. If you cannot fix it, it don't belongs to you. If you can't fix it, it doesn't belong with you. Yeah. So it, meaning if, the, if it's broken and you can't fix it. It don't belong to me. Brian, are you there, brother? Did your phone die? Are you good, brother? No. <laughs> uh, phone call. <laughs> oh, you're, you're good, man. You're good. Um, yeah, like electrician. Uh, cage builder. Oh, shit, name it, bro. <laughs> you Mechanic. know, you pretty much have to be, yep, a jack of all trades. Oh, man, uh, I fix my own cages. I start building cages back then. I sell them. Uh, decorating cages uh electrician like if uh if my fuse blown out here that uh something burned i have to fix it like if uh if a toilet's clogged hey i have to unplug it if my piping for my water got clogged hey, i have to unplug it everything and that's how you learn the, the, the true struggles of life, man. If you have everybody doing everything for you, it's like you don't learn those tactics, those moments where you run into people at these certain circumstances that change your life. Honestly, man, change your life. Even though the time that we move here, we have one, two, three, four, five licks in a roof. 
Holy I called the, the property manager. I said, like, hey, every time it rains, I got licked. And then she'll like, oh, it's not licking. Then we cannot fix it. We don't know where the hole. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you just I went up there. <laughs> I went up there and fixed it myself. That's good, man. And then that, that shows the craftsmanship of who you are, man, of who you're becoming, you know? I guess that's how it goes for us. It's like, that's why I tell everyone, I tell my kids, if they toss me in the jungle, I will come out fat <laughs> I, with a nice comfy house <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> Your little TV set and everything just made out Hell, of yeah, with a freaking like <laughs> recliner, massaging chair. <laughs> Make sure, make sure you're feeding those puppies to your lizards still, so they survive in the jungle. I know, huh? <laughs> Man, I, I even get called that I feed my snakes um, cats. I said, like, what the fudge? I said, like, I just asked them, like, do you feed your cat shit? He's like, no. <laughs> then what makes you think I'm gonna feed my snake shit? <laughs> that's, that's, how you that's how it that's how it goes on but it's fun it's like those little respiration moments where we're it, it makes you think too like am i fucking up am i doing something maybe i should record it a different way so they don't think it's like this and i'm like okay maybe i'll do this but it's like i try to tailor everything to my pup my uh, viewing but then at times I like to put a lot of myself into it. And as you see, bro, I'm just a fucking creative. I like to be everywhere. <laughs> Man, I like being creative uh, inside my cages. It's fun. It's fucking fun, bro. I even like, before I set them up, especially the big cages, I'll lay down in it. Like literally like this cages right here. Because this is a six feet by four feet by two feet, I went in the middle and lay down. If that yeah. cage will support me, it will support my lizard. Absolutely, brother. And that, that's how you test them, a lot of it. Hey, my lizard cannot go in. That's cool, bro. That's that's a good testing, you know, yeah. method. <laughs> that's why if uh if you guys look at my Instagram, I have picture of me dangling like in chronos cage like my foot like halfway my feet is dangling like a little kid mm. like literally sitting in there i said like this cage had to support me or else they cannot support this big guy yep that's a good structure you know it's it's, it's a good way to test a lot of things because we, yeah. we weigh what 200 300 pounds and at that point it's like it's not gonna break <laughs> Um, right now, I think I'm 185. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. I'm 205. I'm six oh. one, so it's like, I don't know. How tall oh, are you? Oh, yeah, you're tall. That's why I'm only 5'10". Oh, shit. Five so ten, you're a little bit shorter. 185, and I do workout in the morning, and I do workout at night. Yeah, I work out a lot, too, with, with my mouth. <laughs> oh, Bro, junk foods is my favorite. I don't eat junk food, but I like to keep, I, I don't eat meat. I haven't ate meat for the past three years, but it's like, I, I like to eat out a lot and try new things, so it's hard. That's okay. If you don't eat the meat, he's eating the meat. 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah, hey, you said balance, right? There you go, the Man, balance I, right there, bro. I still butcher quails, bro. They're like, I still make fresh food for my wife and do like sick ass dishes. Like I, I like to smoke. I like to do barbecues. Like I still do the raising my own shit to feed. Like I like it. It's, it's oh, more you, organic. You do the recycling then, the greens, the meat, the egg. Hey, that's how you save money. A little. Yeah, man. And I'm trying to wing off of the milk, but ask my wife, man. I've, I've, I've literally been on the titty since I was small. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, I, I can't wean off milk, but almond milk, I try to incorporate it a little bit, but it's hard to wean off of dairy. And that's very, it's very uh, fond of me to just sprinkle it on all my food or just toss in a little bit of cheese, man. It's, it's hard to leave it. Man. <laughs> that's remind me of my grandma. <laughs> my grandma, like, well, she will pretty much raise, not really, she won't raise a chicken, but she'll let, let me pretend it's my pet chicken. <laughs> and she slaughters the shit out of it. That's <laughs> my pet dog. <laughs> my pet pig. <laughs> That's why I guess I love animals since I was little. I have literally from animals that I can think of. Especially the line of my grandpa works. He gets animals that they don't belong in the state. They don't belong in the country. They got imported. They got confiscated. Guess what? They end up in my house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not here. That's in Philippines, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, anything that got confiscated in Philippines, they end up in my house. The only thing that we cannot have is dolphin. I wish we could. Wow. That's sick. So you literally have a jungle out in the Philippines. We, That's it's kind of like we get it. Then after it gets certain age, they have to go to the zoo. It goes away. I got a new one. <laughs> it stays with me. New one. <laughs> it goes back and, and do, forth, back and forth. And do you go out there to visit them and, and see your animals out there? Uh, now, no, because I have my own jungle. Definitely. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, that's sick. But I'm imagining that you still export from out there. You still bringing animals from out there? Uh, right now, not yet. Until I use different, like a, a kind of like a importer, a third person importer. Like whatever I want to get, they get it from me. That goes, but still mine. Or if I'm shipping uh, an animal, it goes to one person. That like kind of like a what you call that? Um, Third party person, like a broker. Yep, like you're a, a broker. broker. Yeah, I buy it. They pay for it. They get it. They send it back to me. That's the way it goes. That's I. I'm hoping this year I'll get more monitors. More monitors. Out there in the Philippines or here? Uh, here. It is imported from different countries. Oh, nice. So the, the, the monitor that I have, um, I have a teacher, and he was my mentor. He was, his name is Joe Mello. Uh, he was a construction teacher, and he, he is going through his shit right now. He's um, actually experiencing cancer. Blessings to him. Uh, but this man uh, who has left me a lot of stuff and, and knowledge from his breeding, 
a lot of the cycling that comes to play of the stuff that I use or sell or, or I experience, it's because of him. Um, that Asian water water monitor he bought from uh, underground reptiles. So those hundred buck ones that you get from there, you know, it's like you don't know if it's going to die or if it's going to make it, but you have to play the test. Well, he would do that. That was his, his thing. Like he would purchase three or four, rehabilitate them and sell them on Craigslist. Like, because he loved them so much and he couldn't stop holding the babies, that's his thing. Like, he only has two adult monitors, like, one is a male and female, and the babies, like, constantly just buying rehabilitation, medication, if there's anything. If they they don't make it, then that's his loss, but that's a good way for him to have his experience, you know, and instead of having a thousand big, large monitors, he can still touch the babies. That's good. Yeah, and he's bred in the past, but he doesn't keep to breed, and that's what I love. Like this guy is doing it for the passion. He's not doing it because of the money. And, and whenever I mention anything to him, like, bro, like I made this much, or I'm glad that I've done this with my animals, he's like, why are you mixing business with my passion? Like he gets pissed off to the point, like it's, it's like don't mix shit up. <laughs> yeah, that's why probably. 70% of the animal in the store is not for sale. <laughs> you tell them like, hey, you have lace. I'll tell you, yes, I do have lace. I'll come lace. I got probably four lace in the shop. Which one is for sale? Zero. <laughs> Don't tell them like, you got sober? Yeah, I do. How many? I said like maybe two or three. How many is for sale? <laughs> Monitors are the thing, brother. They're, they're very insane. I honestly want to say it's like the living representation of a Komodo dragon with like having a dragon. Like if you are into all the medieval shit and like you like all the prehistoric stories, like the dragon is what started everything for me, man. Like I have a food dog tattooed here to myself that I got when I was 18. And this, this tattoo, I traded for a snake. The snake that I had, I worked at PetSmart when I was like, I was 17, between 16 and 17. And when I turned 18, I got my first tattoo. And I told the guy, I was like, there's a dead snake, bro. And I know that you keep like animals inside of vinegar and shit. Like, are you down to trade for a tattoo? He was like, for sure, bro. And he, till this day, his name is Johnny Freshless or Johnny Roman. Um, but he's out there in Malibu now. He still has his fucking snake in his tattoo shit, like to this day, and it's a rock bottle. Like that's what started everything. Like it was that that PetSmart experience, and I fucking hated PetSmart to be honest. I was a stalker, and I dealed with the animals and cleaned them and stuff. But the people were, it was just like that. We that's where I learned customer service. I had zero patience for people who were Karens, and zero patience for people who wanted to question me. And it was like, don't question me, or else I'm gonna fucking start shit. <laughs> I have uh, I have that much patience. That much. It can you can ask me any question, but don't judge me for my animal. Yeah, brother. Like like yeah, it was a dead snake, bro. Like sorry to interrupt you there. Uh, Aaron from uh, Bosa Balls just said the tattoo for the dead snake. It was like it, it meant to be brother like i used to take all of the animals that died and i would pin them 
And I cuffed animals like that. I even sold them tarantulas and shit. Like I took the tarantula and like I pinned them and shit. Like that's the stuff that I was into. And some people look at it as taxidermia or some type of morbid hobby. But the animal's dead. I'm not literally killing this animal and, and selling it. You know, I, I yeah. wait until I, the animal is dead and then I, I experience it, sell it or whatever. But it was fun, man. That was a great experience to, to actually experience that. And then after that, I just started selling rehabilitated animals on Craigslist, where I would buy animals and sell them back. Buy animals and sell them back. And back to your what your grandfather did, brother, or your uh, whoever was in contact with more animals. There was this story that I had back in, in when I was a child about a goat. I used to have a goat called Timothy. I was about seven, eight years old. And I don't know if you remember or if they have them still in California, the traffic lights, you know, the lights that they used to pass on a stoplight and you take your picture and you got a ticket in the mail. They don't have them here in Arizona. I'm not sure if they still have them some places in Cali. But we still have some, just some, not not every part of Cali because they got sued because they cause oh. a lot of accidents. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of accidents were caused. Well, when they took the picture. The day that we picked up that goat, the goat fucking came out in the car picture where they zoomed into my grandfather. So Timothy was there in the fucking transit picture. <laughs> Man, I didn't thought about that. Put my dog. <laughs> like, like my grandfather's face was there, but where they zoom in into the entire thing, I was there in the passenger seat in the fucking goat face in front of my grandfather and me like what the fuck <laughs> that you cannot lie they're gonna be like your grandpa's right there you're dead i went to your house yeah bro it was insane and, and that was where like i knew like i i love animals and since i was small my grandfather would do uh jobs or, or line work i would translate for him because they come from mexico so what happens is that I would talk to his client and as a 12, nine-year-old, I was pitching $15,000 deal, deals, $10,000 deals to people that I didn't even know what the fuck a little fat kid was saying, you know, but they saw those two little fat kids saying, Hey, you want to buy this, this and that? Like, sure. So people would give me puppies. People would give me all kinds of animals because here in Tucson, there's a big safari club where a lot of the big time dealers or, or rich people keep exotic animals like there was this lady that my dad dated um she kept the fucking jaguar in her backyard like it's insane the amount of animals that are here in this area damn i don't yeah, like bro. a jaguar <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was insane bro. bro so we got a little bit off the topic there but i'm glad because they were keeping it real here uh but i do have a couple more questions um do you utilize this is a two-part question. Do you utilize any business tactics in your business or is everything just who you are? Meaning, do you have a tactic where you're like, I'm gonna get into this person's mind and try to convince them to buy this animal. And I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a reach of heart, brother. I know some of us don't like to share these tactics, but if you'd like to share anything, it's up to you. Um, these uh, tactics sometimes can be considered. Go ahead, brother. For me is I'll, I'll say kind of like uh, me enjoying my animal is kind of make people want to do what I do. Mm -hmm. And, and I that's where I was going. That yeah. as a selling point. Mm -hmm. 
and that's where I was going with that question. That is something that you have developed within time. And, and yes. I, I would love for any, everybody who's watching or who watches in the future, understand this method. When you love something so much to the point where it shows, you don't have to fucking market anymore. Like it, it just comes so fucking natural because it's just there on a daily basis. It's you. It becomes who you are. Yeah, it's just since day one. Just like that's why I said when I'm playing with my monitor, I'll just put a video. That's a selling technique. That's mm -hmm. one that literally like, oh, if I that buy that, like literally what Brian's holding, I can do the same thing. And I tell everybody, why not do it? It's for sale. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everything is for sale with a fair price, except for the stuff that I love. So at that point, nothing's for sale. <laughs> uh, for me, is the some is for sale. Doesn't matter what the price is. Because <laughs> there's some people that they want to buy it because they know it's, you have a passion, you have the love, and you care for that animal so much and they want to take that away and they think that it's going to transfer to them that's why they want to use the money to incorporate for that but for me it's like there's no money value comes to this guy or to any of my personal animal and to anybody out there this isn't a fucking money game like this is going to dry you to the fucking bone bone to the point where you're going to be bleeding not being able to eat fucking waking up thinking what the fuck am i gonna do today so back the fuck up <laughs> is that, is that the, what i'm gonna do today is what i'm gonna eat today <laughs> exactly what the fuck am i gonna eat i have to feed them first <laughs> yeah because you're right here like I, I tell everybody you wake up in the morning you got 20 dollars in your pocket and you have all this animal what you're gonna do you're gonna buy pretty much to kind of incorporate, you want to buy a chicken, a greens, and a bugs. <laughs> what is leftovers, that's your food. Yeah. We literally feed our animals first before we fucking feed ourselves. That's the I motto. Eat one, I eat one time a day. I eat one time a day. That's it. Damn. I wish I could do that, bro. I wish I could do that. <laughs> I eat once a day, but I eat a lot of snacks. Like chips, cookies, donuts. <laughs> Man, I eat. That's me, bro. <laughs> I, love, I love junk foods, bro. That's why I guess I work out at night. I work out in the morning. So you're just burning Chip. those carbs at that point. Just to replenish that fat. <laughs> Man, as long as you're keeping healthy, man, that's the only thing that matters to me and to anybody else. Thank you. Uh, another thing, brother, I wanted to ask you is, as the name of the spirit animal of the podcast, what would you consider your spirit animal to be? That's a good question. Now, there's two differences. I do want to explain this because a lot of people tend to think that there's only one spirit animal and that's who you are. So what I mean by that is you have an animal that you look up to, right? 
that animal is not you. So that animal that you look up to is, is the animal that you wish you were, but it's not really you, which is the totem animal or the situational animal. The spirit animal is actually who represents you. Who do you, when you, when you actually silence those voices and you're like, who the fuck am I? Who is that animal do you think it is? Like, is it a dragon or is it a mythical creature? Is it a creature in our dimension? Whatever you think. I always see myself as a fire dragon. A dragon? Yes. Why? Why? Because pretty much I can do what I want. Not literally, but as long as I focus on something that I want. For example, a lot of people will say, oh, I want that animal. One day, I'm going to have that animal. One day. But for me, I always say the same thing. One of these days, I'm going to have that animal. And that's by tomorrow. <laughs> I won't stop until I get them. That's what dragon. That, uh, that that uh, earless dragon that you, or that yeah. earless monitor you I posted. Waited. Holy shit, man! Bro. I waited three years for that. Three years to have earless monitor. Wow, that's insane, brother. And, that's insane. I waited. I'll believe I waited a year and a half before I get my first lace monitor. Then I said to myself, I will produce Black Dragon to a point that you can leave it outside and you don't have to worry. And I did wow. it. So I'll you're, you're... my Black Dragon, I will leave it outside. I have those branches that i made it with a stand in the sun i put it right there i leave it outside i go back inside the shop when i come back my dragon's still outside so i thought what you meant was that you you keep them outside during the winter and the, the, the summer oh no i was like oh, a different route there i <laughs> know yeah, it's, it's they said like what you called it i i seen a lot of people did and try to do what I do. And I told them like, hey, if you trust your 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 black dragon or your Asian water monitor enough, they will trust you enough not to run away. And there's a quote to that by Tom Crutchfield too, I think he made it or somebody else did. I'll bring you right back to that quote. Brother, hooligan farming, big shout out brother, a fellow fucking breeder here. This guy breeds the big, the big, the big, the big flower. Some good shit, brother. But this guy has the best of the best, brother, here in Arizona. So go follow his shit. Cool again, farming. Appreciate everyone here. Thank you so much. Brother, so that quote that I was talking about, you have to allow the animal to trust you, right? But it can't trust you until you trust it. So whether yes. it fucking bites you or not, you still have to trust that it's going to happen regardless of what happens. So yes. You said that there, brother, it just resonates so much, bro, because I tell that with anybody. And I'm not for it, but a lot of people that think that it's bad to keep tigers or keep exotic animals like that, it's really, it's okay until the point where you get killed, right? But it shows, to, it goes to show that there is the ability of love or affection between any type of animal or any type of species. So that being said, 
Um, I'm not saying a fucking tiger's not going to kill you because it happens, you know, it's your fucking fault. You wanted the tiger. <laughs> and this is what I tell everybody. And they always ask me like, is that animal going to bite? Yeah, they will bite. Is going to hurt? Yes, it's going to hurt. Is going to draw blood? Yes, it's going to draw blood. Why you still do it? It's the proven fact that is the satisfaction that I have the communication or the reading the ability to play with my black dragon or to any of my Asian water monitor that I can leave it outside, trust them enough to come back home to me. It, it, wow, that, that's a lot of trust there, brother. That's a lot of fucking trust. <laughs> I leave uh, I leave him outside in a park and you guys can see it because I do a lot of videos and next thing you know, I will stop the video because I have to help our customer. I will leave him outside in the parking lot, like laying down. Yeah. I'll help our customer come back outside. He's still outside. Wow. That's insane. So you've literally imprinted in this animal. And I'm going to rephrase that because a lot of people think that imprinting leads to a hierarchy. So I was told this the other day by a teacher, like uh, dogs, they live in a hierarchy, meaning there's an alpha. There is no such thing as us. So an animal will only be living in the moment, whether you reciprocate that energy or you don't. So if you feel something, it's going to feel it too. So if you feel angry, it's going to feel angry too. If you feel sad or whatever it is, it's going to feel some type of energy and it's going to affect itself. So yes. being in a, in a state of mind where you're a chill and calm and concise and, and doing that thing while you're touching these animals is crucial because that's going to define the success, right? Yes. Bro, it's insane what you're telling me. It just I love the connection that we're having. I I love it, dog. I love it. Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you, my man. So the next question from what is your spiritual animal, brother, or your spirit animal? Um, do you happen to think that you have a spiritual connection with a human or an animal? But do you have any type of spiritual connection with anybody? I'll say animal. Um, why I can literally do whatever I want to all my animal they still trust me but the human you say one word as a joke they take it to the ass oh shit oh shit oh shit <laughs> that's the way it goes I can curse out my monitor he's gonna look at me like what the hell are you looking at like what did you say no, none. But you accidentally say something that you didn't meant or it just slipped to one person, they're going to hold grudges. Oh, yeah. And and, and I think I'm, I'm getting a little bit of pain from what we've experienced. And I want to tell the situation so that people can grow. Because this was a growing point for me that what we had going on. Into, I think it was a payment plan or something for a scrub python. Bro, before yeah. I get into that, I do want to say, hey, thank you, Mano. I appreciate you, Hooligan. He's saying he has mad respect for you, brother. You got anything to say to him hey, there? Thank you. Uh, appreciate you, man. We'll keep going here. Uh, so where was I, brother? I just lost my train of thought. What was I going to tell you? I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck, I'm high, dude. <laughs> I said, like, rewind. <laughs> Fuck. So let me think. We were talking about the spirit animal. Yeah. Uh, oh, the 
spiritual connection saying, between the humans. Yeah, me saying about... Oh, oh, oh the argument, the argument. Okay, so this is a growing point. So me and Brian, we had a payment plan set up for a scrub python. And I didn't really know Brian at that time. Um, I might have talked to him a couple occasions or something might have had happened. Um, it wasn't really an argument. It was more of an actual man conversation where we were, or a normal adult conversation, whether you're a man or woman, whatever. Um, but we were having that convo and I told him, I was like, bro, I need my fucking money now. Like, I, I didn't tell him in those words, but I just felt that an urge because within that past two months, I got fucked four times. So I, I lost animals. I've got scammed. I put payment plans that I didn't fulfill. I, I had to let money go because I had shit going on at that time. And when I told Brian, I was like, bro, I need my money now. Like, PayPal doesn't take this long. And it does. It fucking does. Because at that point, I wasn't shipping and selling. I didn't know what and fuck. But now that I got into the game and I was like, oh, shit, like my payments are taking a minute. Like, bro, hold up. Like, I'll send your animal next week because I haven't got paid enough to actually buy the label to fucking send your shit. So I can't. I, I learned so much, much from that situation, brother. And I love to, to, to say it here tonight because it's like, and you told me and I told you as well. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I was like, bro. I honestly liked that you were open enough to tell me like this happened and, and uh, you know, we're going to continue to work or whatever, but your word or your fucking real for telling me this and you send me the money right away. Like you're like there, it's there, bro. Like it's just pending, like chill out. And to me, it was like, because I'm so up and tight in that moment, I fade off and, and I, I hurt Brian. I didn't maybe hurt him because to him, it's just like, Whoop. but you know, it, it still was a moment of growth. I don't know if you felt the same way, brother. No, for me, it's like, it, it happened because especially where, where you go through and especially what happened from from one animal to one person and you don't get shit. And I get to that point. I I bought some stuff that I never get. I, I refunded animal that literally dead that I didn't get shit. Like, it happened to me. It happened to everybody. Then when you tell me your story, I said like, no, I'm not that person. But I'm gonna use your money. I'm gonna use my own money to give it to you. Push this guy out because you know this happened or whatever. But man, like if it if it goes to that point where somebody crosses that line and it's like, why do you have to go to that point? It shows that morality. It shows who you are. Because I, at that time, I said, like, okay, I, I get your point. You're frustrated because you even tell me, like, hey, you know what? You can, you can just keep the money. And I said, like, it's not my money to keep. Absolutely. It's not. It's not. And it, it was respectful. I said, like, what's wrong with this kid? And I, I, that's in my head. I said, you know what? You can doubt me as much as you want, but I'm going to prove you wrong. And you I did. You proved me wrong. And from there, you have that point. Is that's why I kind of like I said. All right, I'm gonna eliminate myself just for that because I know you went to a to from one person to one person to one person that screw you over. And I want you. I want you to grow. That there, everybody is not the same. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not gonna put myself on those category. 
if you got screwed, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to try to fix it in my side. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you don't fix it, bro, it, it shows that you're a piece of shit, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's for you to grow. And, and it showed me that I was being a little bit lenient with my customers to the point where that I was getting my payment plan submitted two or three months after when we were supposed to submit them. And then I got into that habit with other breeders, like doing that same shit because you are what you hang around with. So essentially, if you're seeing what you're seeing and you try to reciprocate it because you see that there's some type of success with thinking, you're going to fucking do it. But the point of, of, of change is when you say, I'm going to change it because I'm going to change it. And this is a changing point. There's no ends, ask or buts. You know, this is why I'm doing it. We good? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, brother. We got a moment of silence. <laughs> no, I, I was waiting for you to say something, brother. I was waiting you open. No, I, I just like, it just, it went out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> at that time, it's just like, if I don't change it, if I don't send you your money, then means I'm putting more something to you that you cannot trust anyone. If I did say like, hey, you know what? If you, and you give me a hard time, if I ask you to make a payment, we made an arrangement that you have to pay this, this consistent, and you didn't give me that ma uh, money, and then you want all your money on the end of the day, that's also like, but you know what? It's your money. You deserve your money. I'm gonna give you your money. Yeah. And from that, and that point, was the point, I, I. At that point, I said, like, I'm not going to put myself on to those person because those person fucked up on your side. Mm -hmm. And I won't do it. Yeah, man. And, and, and it goes to show the growth, the, the development of person, not not only from the breeder, but you showed me a lot, man. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. Thank you for, for the experience of it. You know, it, it, it really is, means a lot. And coming from somebody... Not with high caliber because I I went when we first started, bro. I started following you because of Brian Barcheck. He had put you out in a video that back in like I don't know if it was two thousand something or twelve or eleven, but I had uh, seen you a long ass time ago. Twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen around around there. Yeah, it wasn't a classic video, but I remember that there were the old fun, no, the old filming type of thing. But um, it was. It was insane, man, to actually have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and, you know, fanboyed out thinking that, you know, I'm talking to a famous person, which is, you know, it's totally normal. But at that point, it was just like, okay, man, like, this guy's giving me the time of day. Let's go ahead and continue. You know? And that, that's from the heart, brother. That's totally real. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, nothing to be thankful, brother. You're, you're a real good person. Um, so what is a spiritual practice that you're willing to share, share to anybody, meaning that whether if it's drinking a coffee the certain day, but what is something that you believe that switches that point where you're just like, huh, I'm going to switch this way or do this this way because it's helping me in this way. Because uh, that's why I do it every time or because you have no matter what you do, how busy you are in life whatever if you work for somebody or you you work for yourself or your family have a five minutes 
is either you're drinking coffee, you're smoking cigarette, you're smoking weed, you're drinking beer, making sure it's not during work time. Have that five minutes and gather your thoughts. So you, you're giving five minutes of advice at any time of day? Every single day. Just You just need five minutes. Gather your thoughts and continue. It's simple, but it makes so much sense. And yeah, because a lot really of people, they'll, they'll think, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, but you end up not doing it because you're so busy. Yeah. But if you just take that five minutes, sit down, you don't have to do anything, just sit down, think for five minutes what I have to do to reach the end, then do it. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Um, I want to say that, that I might have the same practice. Um, I do it on Mondays. I, I do my meditation here in front of my door. And it's a habitual thing. I don't make it as, you know, it's, I'm going to excuse this week or do that. It's more as a habit. And the habits are what makes us do other things in a habit as well. Meaning if you do a good thing, like you said, you went to Hollywood and you had a lot of, of filming done there. So it became a habit to the point where now you're constantly working with them. So those are the habits that I mean, like those little things that people call mundane are the things that make Brian Cho great. <laughs> no, actually, TK, not Brian Cho. <laughs> JTK, reptiles, for the uh, marketing standpoint. <laughs> yes. Hey, just making sure, don't forget to follow. Don't forget to follow my guy. I'll go ahead and add him in the descriptions as well. We'll go ahead and have all his social media there. I'll get that done by the end of this video too. Bro, Thank the you. last question that I had to you here is if you can recommend one piece of advice in any business, whether if it's breeding, keeping animals, one piece of advice, whether if it's to not give up, one thing that you did without those technical things, one thing that you did to make you successful. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun. No matter what you're doing, you're making money, make it ha make it fun. Because it's fun making money. That's one. If you're sure. breeding animals, that's fun. You're producing animal. It's sure fun. Is, bro. Uh, talking to people. That's communicating with somebody that can push you or help you grow. That's fun. <laughs> if you see me in a show you see me in a shop i joke around non-stop all my friends if i don't joke around with you you're not my friends and i look at everybody as my friends even though you call me ugly you call me fat you call me bold you call whatever you call me just don't judge my animal because <laughs> i will <laughs> Hey, that's a good selling point, brother. Like, don't fuck with my love, you know, and leave me the, the hell alone. As long as you don't cross that boundary, we're good. Yes. <laughs> brother, back to the, these, that was the last question, but back to the spirit animal, dude, back to the spirit animal podcast. You said it was the dragon, right? And you yes. said because of growth and uh, the dragon always strives to get what they want. They always have clear view over the sky. Um, 
as a kid, man, I resemble to the dragon a, a lot and say that that's my animal. Um, but it's more like I like to see it. That might be a totem animal of me. Uh, but I like to see how it flew, the mystical way it looked. And actually seeing that in our animals makes me love it even more. Like the dragon signifies a lot more. And I think you have a tattoo yeah. of a dragon too, right? Like, like the dragon is the way they walk. You'll see it in any lizard. The way they, the way their claw, the way they're scaling, the way they look at you, the, the way they react to you is similar to dragon. And in any form of way, unless you got a leopard gecko, they still look like a dragon. <laughs> like, that's why I seen since day one, I'm crazy about dragons. I always look at myself as a dragon. And I'm born of year of the dragon in the Chinese New Year. No, but then I, that makes sense. <laughs> I have a dragon right here. I have a dragon right here. I have a dragon right here. And... My whole body will be full of my reptile soon. That's sick, brother. It is a resemblance of our animals. A lot of the tattoos that we do get is because of our animals. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true, man. Man, I do want to end this with, um, it was a big thank you to have everybody here and you as well, brother. Tonight was a blessing. I do want to say thank you and a big hug, man, because like I said, you helped me grow through a, a big point in my life where I was like iffy to leave the hobby or not because there was just so much push at that time. But a good piece of advice that you're giving everybody is just keep doing your fucking shit. Don't worry about the, the noise. I I got a lot of friends that went to that end of point. Fuck everybody. I'm gonna be honest. I, I get mad, especially when people say this about me, people say this about me, but in the end of the day, it's you doing you. Keep going. It Don't is. quit. You quit, you let them win. Exactly. Go win. Exactly. Because it's either it's two things. You're gonna let them win or you're gonna win. Fuck everybody. Let yourself win. Absolutely. And that's a piece of advice that everybody should take in every point of their life. Whether if it's you're with your husband or wife or in your life. You're about to quit, call me. What happened? If uh, anybody watch this, right? If you're in the end point that you're about to quit, don't quit yet. Call me. You heard that. JTK. Not Brian, last name, because you don't like it. It's JTK. Get that shit right, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. And I'm sorry about to cut you off with that. No, no, no. You're good, brother. You're good. So I want to say, brother, thank you so much for everything. It was a blessing to have you. It was a great experience. You're a great man, man. Don't listen to nobody. Don't listen to fucking Karen. <laughs> Keep feeding the puppy. The puppy is the protein. <laughs> All right, guys. I thank you. Thank you for the support. And we'll Appreciate do this it, again. Brother. It was a pleasure. This was a spirit animal. First episode ever with the one and only JTK Reptiles. You guys have a wonderful night. Much love.